This is The Guardian. Beautiful day. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wadundjeri land, and this is the full story. OK, you guys right to go? Well, thanks very much for being here at uh, short notice. Uh, nine years ago, I visited Government House to be sworn in as the 48th Premier of Victoria. It has been the honour and privilege of my life. After more than 20 years in Parliament and three state election victories, Daniel Andrews, the 48th Premier of Victoria, has resigned. I'm also proud to think of all that we have achieved over these nine years, in good times and bad, always working hard to do what's right. So why is he leaving now? And what does it mean for the state? It's not an easy decision because... As much as we've achieved together, there's so much more to do. But when it's time, it's time. Today, the resignation of Daniel Andrews. It's Wednesday, the 27th of September. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has officially resigned. I think many of us were pretty surprised by that announcement today. Were you? I think we all saw it was coming. The question was when it was going to happen. Benita Kolovos is the Victorian correspondent for Guardian Australia. And we got a text message from his office saying he was going to hold a snap press conference in 40 minutes. And that's the moment I knew. Obviously, had to get it confirmed by sources within the Labor Party but I'd always had an idea that it was going to be this last-minute thing and he makes the announcement and off he goes and that's exactly what he did. So he announced that he is leaving as of 5pm Wednesday. One day and then he's no longer in politics anymore. Why is he leaving now? Um, Well, he says that it's just time. Recently, in talking to my kids and Kath, thoughts of what life will be like after this job have started to creep in and I've always known that the moment that happens, it's time to go and to give this privilege, this amazing responsibility to someone else. You never want to resent a job that he says is just a massive opportunity and a massive privilege. So he said as soon as those little thoughts started to rear their head, he said, I'm out of here. As I said, you owe it to the people that you love who give a lot and you most certainly owe it to the people you serve to say it's time. And you, and you move, move on. 
I had a feeling because he released the housing statement last week and that's a massive, it's a 40-something page document that's going to completely change the way that Victoria and particularly Melbourne looks. It's going to increase our housing supply. It's going to, you know, have a lot more apartments popping up and redevelop the state social housing towers. It was this huge policy that he'd been working on for months and I did have this feeling that maybe that's when he was going to end it mm. after he released that. Cynics would say it's because... Um, the crises keep coming. We've had the Commonwealth Games cancellation. We have an IBAX or the anti-corruption watchdog inquiry coming out next year. So they're saying, you know, he's, he's leaving before the going gets too tough. Um, I don't know. I like to think it's probably a little bit of both. And so, so who will be the next Premier? Well, the next Premier will be determined by the caucus uh, and all the membership of our party. And I, I, I'm not frankly here to speculate on who that might be and to give you my my uh, form guide or any of that, that, that'll be determined by the colleagues. Labor will decide who will be the next Premier of Victoria at their caucus meeting on Wednesday. Who could it be? All eyes are on his current deputy, Jacinta Allen. People probably know her as the Transport Infrastructure Minister of Victoria. Um, she's also been in Parliament for decades. I think she's the youngest ever woman to be elected to Victorian Parliament. She was made his deputy over the winter break last year. Everyone saw that as sort of a sign that he was, you know, anointing her as his successor. Mm. Obviously, that'll have to get up um, through that caucus meeting. That's all the Labor MPs meeting up to make that decision. There's, there's a bit of talk about whether Ben Carroll, he is the public transport minister, um, might um, have enough votes to get up, but it's looking quite likely that she'll probably be Premier and he'll possibly be Deputy, although um, Labor is controlled by its factions and there's a lot of Socialist Left um, members, which is the Premier's faction, and they might want to have Deputy as well. Andrews himself has said he's not likely to spend any more time in the public sector after he officially leaves Parliament. To be honest, I've spent a long time in the public sector, Rachel. Uh, I think it's highly unlikely that I'll spend too much more time in the public sector after five o'clock tomorrow. What do you think he could do now? Well, he was saying he's going to take a little bit of time off. Um, obviously, a lot of people know him as the guy that did like 120 press conferences in a row. And the way he was talking today was every single day he's been in this job, he has been working. Mm. He was talking about spending more time with his family. I'm going to play a bit of golf. I'm going to read the literally the pile of books that are sitting in the corner that haven't been read. Kind of funny because we all have that pile. I imagine his is probably just a bit bigger than ours. Um, I'm going to do a few things that are about me and I'm going to go through what will be a fairly challenging adjustment period, I think, where uh, I go from every minute of every day being planned out for me. And there is a bit of talk about maybe um, him joining the private sector. He does have, for a Labor leader, a lot of big business contacts. Um, he's one of the guys that was invited to Lindsay Fox's birthday party at the NGV late last year. He's got some really high profile connections. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him land a job with one of them. Hmm, interesting. Well, he also brought up something he said was an old saying in politics. Well, but there's an old saying in politics, go when they're asking you to stay. It's really important. It's really important. What do you make of that? I thought that was really interesting. Um, I speak to a lot of Labor MPs and for months now we've all been asking them, when is the Premier going to leave? They all say he gets to choose. He has won us three elections, two of them by massive landslides. So we're not going to sit here and, and push him out of the way. It's really up to him to decide 
when the time is right for him. Mm. Um, so I reckon that's absolutely what happened. He would have gone and told his cabinet, today's the day, I'm out of here. So I would say he absolutely still has the support of his ministers, of his MPs. But, you know, it's it, when you've got that success, it's up to you then to decide when you leave and also to give your successor enough time for the Victorian public to get to know them. Hmm, absolutely. And this won't be the last time that we hear from Dan Andrews. He's been interviewed previously by four inquiries of Victoria's anti-corruption watchdog IBAC. Tell us about that. IBAC are usually really secretive with their investigations, um, but we do know that there's one that's been dragged before the courts for several years now. It's called Operation Richmond in 2019. It's an inquiry on the firefighters' pay deal between the United Firefighters Union, the MFB and the Victorian government. This is one that's dragged on for some time. We had, you know, ministers lose their ministry over it, so it was quite significant and I'm sure that you know, everyone will be watching out for those findings. So, Benita, Dan Andrews said it'll be for others to judge his legacy. Legacy is for other people to uh, determine. As I said, I could have stood up here and done a big, long laundry list of things. That's that's for you guys to work out and for others to work out. I haven't done it for those. Re- I'm not in this for those, for those reasons. But he did point to Labor's recent housing policy as something that he's proud of. One of the most profound shake-ups in one of the most important policy areas will guarantee that Victorians across the state have somewhere to call home. After all, what can be more important than that? What did you make of that? Yeah, it's been a pet project of his for years now. Um, He says it's going to completely change the city, make it easier for young people to get into the housing market, have a place to live. But, you know, there has been some criticism that it, you know, gives a lot to developers for not a lot in return um, and that, you know, doesn't do enough on the social housing front. What have been the Andrews government's other major achievements over the last nine years? I asked the Premier this at the press conference today and he said... Best experiences? None of you were there. It happened Thursday afternoon. One of the things he was most proud of was the Metro Tunnel. Um, He got to do a test ride a couple of days ago where he went underground. And I travelled underneath the city at 80 kilometres an hour on a train that was made right here in Victoria. It's a brand new um, four or five stations under the city. He said it's one of those projects that you don't really realise that they're working on, but it'll have a massive effect on Victorians' lives. And when the Victorians get to see what I saw on Thursday, I think they'll be very, very impressed. I think that's a, a really good Um, way to describe his government. There's been some massive infrastructure projects. We've obviously got the Metro Tunnel, the removing of level crossings, which, you know, they're those crossings you get stuck at when you're on the way to the shops or dropping your kids off at school. And I really credit that to him doing so well at the 2018 election because it had a massive direct impact on people's lives. They made their lives easier. Um, There's the huge ambitious suburban rail loop that's going to go from the east of the city to the west. And then there's just so much on the social and policy front. Um, the state was the first to make um, voluntary assisted dying legal, um, to make medicinal cannabis legal. They had, you know, landmark royal commissions into family violence and mental health. They're undergoing the state's um, treaty process with its First Nations people, and that's, again, another national first. And he's done a lot for LGBTIA rights in the state as well. I mean, Dan Andrews, for all of his achievements, can be a fairly polarising figure in politics. What have been some of the major criticisms of the Andrews government? I think it's hard not to look at 
COVID. I, I reckon that's the moment that he became a polarizing leader up to that time. A lot of people really did like him. He was the one that, you know, was imposing the lockdowns. Um, you know, you'd come and watch him every single day on the TV and find out how your life was going to be for the next however weeks or months. So I understand that was really the the time that he became divisive. There have been questions around the COVID response. Obviously, the Victorian government had their hotel quarantine program, which led to the second wave of COVID. None of us knew how infectious this thing was at that time, but that is an example of, you know, his government working in a highly centralised way. Um, Decision-making was a bit questionable, and we've seen other examples of that as well, where things do tend to happen within his office or within his select group of people. Um, you know, the process of the suburban rail loop was, was, I guess, drafted by a group of consultants as well. So there is that highly centralised nature to his government that has been, you know, criticised not just by members of the public but also by integrity agencies as well. Next, what will be the legacy of the Andrews government? Hey, Laura Murphy-Oates here with a quick note about The Guardian. As you're probably aware, Guardian Australia's journalism is editorially independent, meaning we set our own agenda. We don't have a billionaire owner, nor do we answer to shareholders, so we're free from commercial bias. And this independence matters because it means we're able to challenge the powerful and hold them to account. Unlike many news organisations, we have not put up a paywall. We chose a model that means our reporting is open to everyone and funded by our readers who can afford to pay. Every contribution, whether big or small, counts. If you're able to contribute and have a minute, head to theguardian.com forward slash support full story. We've also linked to this on the full story page. Thanks. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. How do you think his legacy on the pandemic will be remembered going forward? I do think history will be a bit kinder to Daniel Andrews and the state's response to COVID. A lot of people now look back and go, look, we didn't have vaccines. We didn't know how infectious this thing was. You know, we unfortunately did have the most outbreaks in the state. You know, whatever the reason for that is, we probably won't know. I, I don't know. I think that you look at it from outside of Victoria and there's a lot of criticism that, you know, Daniel Andrews is the guy that imposed all these lockdowns on this state and all the state was against him. But that completely shifted at the 2022 election. They tried to make it an election that was about 
you know, Daniel Andrews and punishing him for what he put the state through during COVID, but he actually won and won an extra seat at that election. So it showed, you know, I think he came out at that election night, the victory party and said, you know, leadership is is doing what matters. It's making those tough decisions. And I think ultimately people back that in. Mm. Well, a huge part of Labor's appeal over the last three terms of government in Victoria has been Daniel Andrews' personal popularity here. How do you think his resignation is going to change Victorian politics? Daniel Andrews has built a massive social media following. They post memes, they post funny videos. There's always a pop culture reference thrown in every week. So they they know exactly what they're doing in creating that, you know, Dan Andrews persona, North Face jackets, getting on the beers. He's become, yeah, definitely an icon of Victoria. Um, So they're massive, massive shoes to fill for the next leader. And the thing with Jacinta Allen or even with Ben Carroll is Victorian people don't really know them. So there's going to be a, a really key part for the next couple of years of getting to know them beyond just, you know, an angry politician at question time, um, which, you know, the public has got to see with Daniel Andrews. If we cast our minds back to 2014, at the 2014 state election, he became, he used to be Daniel Andrews, he became Dan Andrews, and he took all the journalists off to his parents' farm. And um, at the time, his dad was dying of cancer. And, you know, his dad was there, his mum was there. He was showing everyone, you know, I'm just a country bloke. This is where I came from. And that really shifted things. And, you know, the Victorian public got to see it. They were selling their farm at the time because obviously his dad couldn't look after it anymore. And it was taking journalists into this really intimate part of his life that really, yeah, made him. And then obviously the social media following and all the memes and everything came after that. Mm. But for the next leader, they're going to have to have that moment of vulnerability as well if they really do want Victorians to to know them and, and what drives them. And I think you can say whatever you want to say about Daniel Andrews is he's always shown people his values and where they lie. So, yeah, I think that's it's going to be really hard to replicate that now, whoever replaces him. So there's, there's going to be huge changes ahead. Whatever happens, it's definitely one to watch. This is the last one. Sorry. No, no, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) What do you plan on doing on your first day off? Uh, I haven't quite thought that far ahead. That's uh, not till Thursday, so I'll I'll wait and see. But uh, no, I've got no no plans. There's no nothing sorted or anything like that. I'll I'll have a bit of time where I don't do very much at all and catch up on a few things, and then we'll see what the next chapter holds. That was Benita Kolovos, Victorian State Correspondent for Guardian Australia. You can follow Benita and the rest of the state team's ongoing reporting about the fallout from Andrew's resignation announcement at theguardian.com. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Daniel Simo and Joe Koning, who also did the sound design, mixing and wrote our theme music. The executive producer was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.